Hello and welcome to Inside Music. As always, I'm your host, James Shotwell, and it is great to be with you again. My guest this episode is my pal Elijah Knoll, better known to the world as American Teeth, the latest artist to join the Fearless Records family. Now, if you're not caught up on American Teeth, don't worry, you still have time before the bandwagon fully leaves you behind, but you better get going. American Teeth has been releasing music for just over a year at this point, and they've already taken the internet by storm. Especially if you're on the world of alt-TikTok, you know American Teeth, but if you're just somebody out there looking for great music that is blending genres together and pushing the envelope forward, then American Teeth is about to become your new favorite artist. In this conversation, Elijah and I talk about everything going on in the world because we recorded it the day the capital in the United States was stormed. But we also talk about his music and where he plans to go with it in the future. Before we get there, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Holix.com. Holix helps artists and record labels promote their music, and you can do the same by visiting Holix.com. That's H-A-U-L-I-X.com. Okay, that's all the time that I have, but please take care of yourselves, listen to American Teeth, and enjoy this conversation with my good pal Elijah, because let me tell you, it's something special. You know, how's your day going minus the the whole world on fire aspect honestly uh it's it's gone pretty good so far this ended up being one of the busier days i've had in a while you know because everything's been kind of shut down but um yeah i've, I've been i've been uh busy since like 8 a.m this morning which is way earlier than i'm usually you know <laughs> getting started so yeah that's man, great happens to be one of those days I think it's weird how the internet works these days. So I became aware of you and what you were doing music wise, like maybe a week before the news about fearless broke. And I remember texting some of my friends in music cause I, I found you on TikTok, and we can get into that. But I, oh, I remember sick. texting, texting one of your TikToks to somebody being like, who is this person? Like, where does this person come from? I've never, I, like, I haven't <laughs> seen this before. It struck me by surprise. And like, you know, literally a week later, I get this press release from my friend Amy and I was just like, holy shit, it's that, it's that guy. Here he is. It's like the world was bringing you into my life. One piece of content at a time. I love that. (laughs) Just hitting you from all different angles. Absolutely. Like I had just been talking about you. Here's the signing news. I immediately reach out and I'm like, I want to have a conversation. I want to talk about like what's going on in there. They're like, you just said, they're like, well, we're all going on vacation. So how's, how's January? And I was like, all right, I guess we'll, we'll wait yeah. a little bit. It has it been weird for you because on your end, for anyone that's listening and doesn't know like what's been going on in your world, they announced you're joining the fearless family. Like the last week before the industry went on vacation. So like, this was like the last press release fearless blasted out into the world was we added American teeth and I'm sure that's very exciting. And and then just kind of silence because of the vacation. Yeah. You know, to me, it's always weird that the industry just decides to fully shut down. 
every year at that time. I mean, I guess it's good to take a holiday break, but I just live in this world where I'm, I feel like I'm consistently like creating or just like working on, you know, building, like writing new songs and figuring out what the next thing is. And so like, uh, when like an entire industry just kind of shuts down, it's like, I, I'm still moving. I'm still like figuring out the next thing. So I don't know. I, I think like it was a nice way to kind of end that, you know, end of the year that way. And then be like, knowing what I have up next being like, okay, like it didn't really bother me that it just kind of shut down like that because I know like what was coming. So I don't know. Well, how did you spend the last, how did you spend those last few weeks? Yeah. Um, so I was actually working with the, my main collaborator for American Teeth, the producer, uh, Colin Britton. We were writing new stuff, which actually ended up being like, I think the stuff that's going to kind of lead off this next year at this point. So we, we kind of like took that opportunity since, um, things were kind of slowing down and our side stuff was slowing down just to like reconvene and uh you know take a another shot at kind of like we we like to work in kind of clusters so we'll get together for like a week or two at a time and so we were like let's just jump in and and just like see what we make in this little cluster so it was kind of nice because everything i guess the all the other stuff on the side was kind of like slowing down so we were able to just kind of fully jump into american teeth stuff again and then and then i took some and then i took a little bit of time uh took like a week to just uh get off of social media for a second and like refresh and like reset because i needed that like i went i was like going crazy like just hyper speed i felt like with like creating content and stuff like that and like really like getting into like tiktok which i really i really fuck with tiktok now but i kind of hit like this point where I was like, oh, I gotta like, I'm deleting the app for like at least five days. I ended up deleting it for a full week. And I was like, I think I even posted TikTok and I was like, I quit TikTok, like I'm fucking done. And then uh, you know, of course, I I like once I had my time away from everything, I was like, okay, I had all these ideas. I was like, I'm I'm ready to get back into it. <laughs> but I did give myself a little bit of a break, which was nice. Dude, it's so addicting. And it holds you in. It, it holds oh, yeah. you in. Like you, you it, it, it grabs you. And once you're in, you're in. Like there's, it's really hard to break away from, which is, you know, really smart of them to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also like, I find that it's almost like its own language. But my, my, my better half doesn't have TikTok. And sometimes I'll, I'll go to show her, you know, my favorite TikToks of the day. I'll be like, look at these crazy things I saw today. And she doesn't get any of it. Cause I'm like, there's so many layers to why something is funny or like why a, tr- a song is trendy. And she's like, I don't, what is this? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know how to explain it to you. You either get it or you don't, I don't know. You need the context, right. Of the yeah. community. There is like a, there is like, if you don't have the context of like uh, everything else that's going on in that app, then it can be very confusing and disoriented <laughs> i could imagine yeah absolutely she only like there's a there's a tortoise on there that she really loves tiptoe the tortoise that's like the content for her everything else she's it's way over her head or she's just she's like i don't understand why you find this interesting i'm like it's okay it's fine it's like not like a pet everyone. tortoise 
Yeah, it's like, like a, a pet tortoise. It's, there's this girl in, in LA who has a 150 pound tortoise and she just posts videos. That's like a day in the life of my tortoise tiptoe. And it's just like, you know, taking him on walks and playing with him and stuff. And she finds that adorable. She gets that. But anything else, right. she's has no interest in. It's just... Um, let me ask you this, man. So I, I want to know how this fearless thing happened. So when I became aware of you, like I said, I, I you kind of came on my radar just before the news broke. But honestly, the song that pulled me into the world of American Teeth was this track E-Girl, which you haven't really, I, I don't know, like, is it official? I don't know if it's officially released or whatever. There's a video on YouTube. It's not on Spotify. I saw people on TikTok being like, put this song out there. And then I go to Spotify and I, I don't see the song, but then you signed to fearless. And I'm like, okay, something's happening here. There's a lot of energy. There's a lot of motion uh, and you do a lot of different things sonically so how tell me the journey of american teeth in the industry last year around this time yeah i guess around this time last year um it might have even been you know what i know uh august september 2019 um i had been working on some new music with colin Britton, the producer for american teeth um just if you, I'm going to start at the beginning. We started working um, just with through a connection through my manager. Um, ended up writing a song with Monkey from Corn, which was sick. That was our first time ever ever working together, um, and it was just like this one little one off thing. Colin had happened to be working with him, and they had me come in and do some like you know top line writing stuff with him, um, which was really sick. We wrote this like really like wild song. Um, and anyways, realized that we worked well together, just started kind of like messing around with music throughout that summer, ended up kind of putting together a bunch of music. So fast forward to like August, <clears throat> Colin uh, was friends with Andy uh, Soreo from who is now the president at Fearless. Um, and we were in Culver City in LA, we were at a meeting at, uh i can't remember the label that we were at but we were in culver city area and colin was like hey uh my friend andy is over at fearless we should pop in while we're over here so we went in and we played andy a bunch of music <clears throat> and uh he was the first person that we met with that was just like this is so sick like you guys have a thing i want to be a part of this um just instantly, like a, one song into it, he was just hyped. And and we met with a couple other labels. We met with Atlantic and some other labels too after that. Um, ended up not being the right fit. But like at the end of the day, I just really loved that experience meeting with Andy and everything. We talked to them. Um, then I went on tour with my friend's band, uh, Dreamers, that fall. That went really well. Um, that was like the first tour I went on um, as American Teeth. And then January, February, did a show in LA. And around that time, uh, it was actually like the beginning of March, uh, the pandemic hit. And then like a week later, I got a call from Fearless with an offer. Um, and I was like, well, that was the one originally who like I felt like we vibed with the most. It was great. And we ended up actually kind of signing at the height of the 
like the intro of the pandemic. So the pandemic hit, we signed the record deal and I signed a publishing deal with Universal at that same, like that same week. So that was kind of crazy. And then we uh, got in and wrote a whole other batch of songs and then started like really uh, kind of moving forward with Fearless from there. Wonderful, man. And you know, for people that haven't heard American Teeth yet, you do a lot of different things, which is part of what I love about you is I feel like you're, you are purposely hard to classify, but for the material mm. that you put out to date, I feel like it's fairly focused. So when somebody asks you, you know, what is, what is American Teeth? What do you, how do you explain it? How do you tell somebody what it is you do? The way I put it is, uh, it's alt pop <laughs> that feels, that always feels nostalgic. I want it to feel like I want you to feel the feeling of longing and nostalgia but i want it to feel modern i don't want it to feel like i want it to remind you of something that you long for always mm. so i think in all of my music that is a feeling that you get when you listen to american teeth and i would classify it as alt pop and the reason i classify it that way is because i feel like the word alternative allows for a lot of flexibility in sound and I always want to have different dimensions to to the sound so that, you know, you get you're going to know it's American teeth every time. But I want to, like, continuously throw people off a little bit and be like, oh, shit, like, you know, I've, we've got E-Girl, which um, I do plan on putting out officially. It's just a matter of figuring out how and when we do that. but. Um, we are looking uh, forward to doing a, a full length coming up this year. So I, I see it being on, on the full length for sure. It's just a matter of when, but um, we've got like, you know, I can, I do my like screamy shit. And then I also have like a softer side and this thing that's a little more bubble gum in a way or a little shinier. And then, uh, you know, some raw stuff. And then I'm like incorporating some like hyper pop stuff into some of the shit that I'm doing right now. So it's like, I always want to have this like really like multi-dimensional sound, but you're always going to know that it's American teeth because it's going to feel like American teeth. I like that, man. And I'm happy to hear that that song is coming out because it is catchy. And I feel like especially given some of the records and artists that have been taking up headlines so much the last few months in the way pop is integrating guitar music more that song as is proof by how the clips you've posted on like tiktok have performed seems like a track where it's it's just gonna pop off once the world gets like an official access to that song because i see the video count going up even though you don't really promote the video it looks like you maybe shot it with like a friend but it's it's a cool clip i really love it i, yeah. I always I, I sent it to so many people i was like this is what some other artists think they're doing like this is, yeah. this is like yeah. the right the real way to do this idea <laughs> yeah yeah no i i love i love that song that video is super fun to shoot um and yeah i kind of like a, a lot of <laughs> a lot of people are like release the fucking song bro on on tiktok a lot of people are definitely but i like that there is like this like there's this tension where people are like please give give it to us because you know I, I think there's there's a sweet spot of when it should come out. And that's part of my conversation with the label and stuff of like, I don't want to wait too long, but I think that, you know, it's, I like, I want to create that sense of 
we need this so that when it comes out, it's like, oh, like you get that kind of like the hope is that then when it comes out, it like not only do you get the people who have been waiting for it, um, but then, you know, it's going to that momentum should build to new people finding it as well. Well, the hardest thing in music promotion these days is just getting people to pay attention. And if you can get them to want to pay attention, that's even better. And I feel mm. like, you, like you just said, that's that's kind of what you're pulling off right now. Is there are people out there who are actually asking for music in a time when there's a limited, there's an unlimited amount of music out there. And they're like, no, I want this thing. And that's that's yeah. what you want to be. Yep. And I think it's important to pay attention to that and eventually give people that. But yeah, but I also like think there is a bit of a strategy to like, teasing it a little bit and kind of dragging out a little bit <laughs> absolutely well tell me you know it's it's a hard to predict how the year is going to unfold but you know think the gears are starting to turn people are starting to like plan you know the next 12 months of their life so what does the rest of 2021 look like for american teeth like wait how, how does the takeover happen this is how the takeover happens we drip singles for a little while this is my vision. I don't know what the labels. <laughs> this is my vision right now. We drip <laughs> singles for a little while. We deliver this one single, push it to radio, and then drop a full length. Mm -hmm. End of summer, probably drop a full length. Um, and then play Aftershock Festival in Sacramento in October, um, which I'm hyped. We're on the same day as... Uh, my Chemical Romance, MGK. Um, so that's going to be like a, that I think we're, it's a Saturday, I think is, is the day that, that I'm performing. It'll be the first festival that I've played too, which will be exciting. And then I'm hoping to wrap up the year with a tour, whether it's a European tour or a US tour. And the US tour is like a little bit of a long shot, but I think like by fall, winter, I'm just very optimistic about this stuff. And that's how I survive. That's <laughs> a yeah. coping mechanism, but um yeah that's that's kind of how i see it all playing out i mean i'm with you i'm a big believer that by the fall we'll see some shows at scale happening again i mean i feel like that's the general consensus at least that's what every one of us that actually works in music full-time is you know kind of like hedging our bets on we're like if we can get to like august things will be cool but we just gotta like get to august <laughs> yeah yep hey, <laughs> and, and until i actually I, I watched your uh, 2021 predictions video, actually, which I enjoyed. Um, and yeah, what do you think about the live stream stuff? You were saying that you were thinking live streaming will be going in tandem with the live shows moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel that, that that's really happening. I know some venues that have like retrofitted their self to do live streams and they've been benefiting, you know, doing some like events for artists to raise money and stuff in the interim. So like in my brain, it just makes sense, right? Because, you know, you can do a decent sized room already, play decent sized shows, but then you have this giant audience that's in countries that maybe you can't tour to yet. Why not do a live stream of the last date of the tour and you can play to however many people buy tickets to that show, but then also compound that by, you know, X amount of fans that buy things online. You can sell tickets through all of your digital presence. So then you don't just have... 500 people watching a show you can have 5,000 people watching the show and buying merch online and the cut that you could get from that would be so much bigger and if you're an artist and a venue well it just seems like a mutually beneficial relationship right even if the venue has to take their percentage because you know they're going to demand it you would still come out way above what you would get any other night of the tour yeah and all those fans that are like 
why can't you come to the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma? It's always Brazil, let's be honest. Yeah, it's Brazil. Yeah, like, (laughs) why can't you come to Brazil? You can be like, listen, you can be there. Multicam, HD, best seat in the house, basically, for a lot of these live streams, and watch the show for the same amount as the person that's coming in the door, or less, you know, because, you know, they can't actually get there. And I've seen where, like, Garth Brooks, as as a stadium artist, is like, we're going to do that at every show moving forward, because why wouldn't we? We already set up all the cameras, so why wouldn't we just stream it at the same time? That makes sense to me. But also, you know, these small venues, they're going to want to use that technology as well. And maybe they will do it as a Twitch channel if they can get away with it. So why not turn it into a ticketed event and get your cut of that because you're entitled to it? Sure, sure. Um, And thank you for for watching that. yeah of course yeah i wanted to check out uh, a little bit before and i and i like i said i'm i choose to be optimistic about the future and so i was glad i was happy that that you took that uh that angle as well and uh i think we need that at this point Mm, um absolutely i also think with live streaming um at least for me um you know there'll be the stuff where it's an actual show and then you do that but i'm I'm really excited to do like a really hyper stylized live stream where it's not, it doesn't even necessarily look like a stage and like it's, but it's more like you bring people into this world. Like I would love to do a live stream, whether it's a real cave or not, or like a, like a, you know, like a set or something where you're like going through this like dark cave and the, and it, it like, you're transported to some other world that does not seem like, you know, so it's almost like you're being brought into a music video or into a movie or something like that while performing. Like that is my ultimate vision for like a live stream outside of the, like, if it was already a show and you're on a stage, that's one thing. But I, what I want to do with live streaming, um, which I think some people might already be doing, but, uh, but I haven't done yet is, is like create like this kind of otherworldly experience with it. Mm. No, I agree. I think that that's, that's part of the beautiful thing because it's kind of like an emerging art form. Still people are finding out more interesting ways to do it. And I like, I like some of the more uh, creative approaches, even if there are stages like black bear did a pretty cool live stream for all the technical difficulties that it had. There was like multiple stages Mm. and there was kind of a progression to it that felt really cool. And like, you could never do that live. You couldn't be like, now let's all go outside. (laughs) Um, But I like your idea. And I I feel like fireworks off and stuff. Yeah, shoot fireworks off, you know, take over a hotel pool. <laughs> yeah. Um but I, I like your idea. I feel like that, you know, a, an audiovisual experience is capable in a live stream element that I, maybe we just haven't gotten to yet because of we're still on lockdown, but now that this tech sure. is out there and there are like a dozen competing live stream concert platforms, people are going to start investing in more weird ways to do it. And if you can do it cost effective, that'll be like the big ticket seller. Cause like that Dua Lipa live stream cost a million dollars to put on. And it's like, you don't need to spend that money. Come on now. <laughs> like no. that's, I mean, if, that's you, if you absurd. got it, do some crazy yeah. shit. That's amazing. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you got the money and you want to fly, then by all means fly. But we don't yeah. need that. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, no, absolutely, man. Well, let me let me ask you uh, one more thing before I, I let you get out of here. I don't want to keep you too long. I know that you 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 seem to be in the midst of a busy day, but you know, all given good, all the stuff that's happened in the last year, like, what do you think 
you know, what I love about what you're doing is because I feel like you're the perfect example of one of these new emerging talents where it's like, you don't just do one thing. You have a hand in every aspect of your business. You're, you know, you, you think about the production side, you think about the branding and the image and the aesthetics. What's like the biggest lesson you learned in the last year that you think played a big role in like the success of American Teeth and, and getting that deal and getting just people to care about what you're doing? Like you said, creating the demand, like what has been the big learning thing that you've taken away from this? Not being afraid to fail, first of all, because mm -hmm. I struggled with that for a while in past projects. Um, just trying a bunch of different shit and seeing what works and then when it works seeing how you can develop that and then continue in parallel trying new shit like always having this kind of side motor where you're trying new things and experimenting with things and seeing what people react to while you are doing your tried and true stuff i think that and and being patient with it especially with social media, it's easy to get wrapped up in if everything doesn't react at each step of the way, getting bummed out um, and learning to trust that <laughs> if you just keep making more shit, things will react eventually. Absolutely. And that as a general, as a general kind of mantra uh, has helped me a lot over the last year of just like trusting in the process, um, not getting so wrapped up in precious about everything that I stop having fun with it. Artistically, like having fun with the process is the whole point of being an artist and being a creator. And yeah, that's my main thing. And, and that even goes with like the coming up with a, with a strategy plan, with a strategy or a game plan. Um, just kind of having fun with it and trying to think creatively instead of being like, oh, this, if this doesn't work, like we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Not putting so much weight on every step so that you can keep moving forward and, and you have that momentum. Momentum to me is the most important part with it all. Love it. That's a great answer, man. Well, I thank you for taking the time to talk to me on this wild day. I've, I was looking forward to this and I, I would love to do more together as the year gets on, because I feel like you, there's a lot of things people can learn from what you're doing and I'm excited to see it all roll out there and, and probably end up using it in one of the videos on our channel. Cause I do things that are like what you can learn from this artist. So prepare to see yourself Sick. one day in the future. Um, <laughs> that's especially when that song gets out there, man, I'm, I almost texted my friends at, I've been to that fearless office. It's beautiful. Um, I almost texted mm. my friends there over the week, over the holiday to be like, do you have an MP3 of the e-girl song? Cause like video just <laughs> doesn't sound the same when it bangs through this car stereo. So I'll be waiting. Into, it's on SoundCloud. Okay. There we go. Everyone SoundCloud. All right. That's fair enough. So check that out. But also we should plug the new single Bard out. There's the, the acoustic version that came out. There's the studio version with twin XL, a great example of your ability to kind of blur genres and ideas. And yeah, man, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Love the stuff. Can't wait to hear more. And uh, I'll be bugging people to hear more as soon as I'm able. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Have a great day. All right, man. Later.